It's Tuesday. At least I think so. Oh yeah, no, no, it is. The day after Indigenous Peoples Day. What'd you do yesterday? Did you celebrate the statue? Or did you celebrate the people who lost their land and lives to a statue? I did the latter. How y'all feeling today? How are we feeling about Palestine? CJ here, and this is the sound of black and brown. I just wanna preface by saying, you know, I feel like there are certain conversations which it is unbeknownst that, you know, black and brown people actually have such conversations, right? Um, and I feel like it's important for us to acknowledge these things publicly because unfortunately, while so many black and brown people have their thoughts and so forth on what's happening globally, nationally, and even locally, you know, um, we are not given a space to share those thoughts without um, any type of safety net. You know, we're not, when we give feedback on those larger scales, our feedback has to be for a reason. Our feedback has to be validated. Our thoughts have to have um, that level of substance and importance. We don't get to have thoughts. We don't get to have feelings on a topic. And even when we do, very rarely are they really acknowledged. One of the things, notably, when it comes to things like Palestine, we find that more often than not, the voice of the black and brown people are not really amplified. I mean, whether it be in one regard or the other, our voice, our opinion, you don't hear it that much. And it's interesting because if any group of people would have some level of understanding and respect and so forth for what's happening in Palestine right now, it would actually be black and brown people. There's a long history there, right? We have, we go as far back as Fidel Castro, Nelson Mandela, those conversations with Yasser Arafat, pardon my pronunciation, you know, um, the Black Panthers, right? And I could go on and on and list and list, right? But as for you to research that, even Malcolm X, right? I mean, we could go far, we could quote, and we could relay the quotes and merit, and we could do all of that. The fact remains, there's a lot of correlation, correlations, pardon me, um, in the diasporas, both of black and brown people and Palestinians. Now, um, for the purpose of there, this is what I'm saying. The key here is that us as black and brown people, we don't get a lot of space at the table um, as is to represent ourselves, right? We, you know, there's a lot of times when there's a lot of conversation and important decisions being made. And, you know, Connecticut is one of those states that likes to talk about, um, you know, being in solidarity and progressive and use all these fancy words like diversity and equity and inclusivity. A lot of window dressing happens here, right? And I think I dare say that a lot of people are fed up. They're fed up, right? Because we saw this happen in this different movements that pertain to us. This happened in different regards where there were issues about us, but they were handled without us. Our representation really, really matters. And you know what else matters in our representation? When we support each other. Listen, 
Supporting one another doesn't mean that there aren't going to be times when you don't always agree or it could be that you have a difference of opinion on something. Those things are going to happen still and all. However, you know, it's the fact that we have that opportunity to share said concern, to lift our voice. That's the part right there that really needs to happen. And this here, what's happening with Palestine is no exception. You see about, I would dare say 90%, if not more, of the coverage on what's happening in Palestine is based on the perception and you know thoughts of people who are not black or brown. Where's our representation? So you're telling me the people out here don't talk about that, and I'm here to tell you that's not true. I'm here to tell you that is very, very far from true, right? Black and brown people do talk about these things. It's very near and dear to us, right? I mean, we have a lot of correlation here. Poverty, outcome of war, you know, people getting killed, lives lost, right? It's it's a huge thing. It's something that we could most definitely, you know, and there are Black people who live over there, right? Would you go figure? Wow. Wow. Right? And brown people. Let's not forget who Fidel Castro was a great supporter of and what he supported. And right now, Cuba is even saying that the UN needs to jump in there. Because, you know, here's the thing. Again, we're hearing on, you know, at least for the most part on the U.S. media, right? Let me say it like that. So if you're the kind of person where you're limited to watching the news and you're not into Googling or you don't trust it, whatever your rationale or whatever it is, um, you're limited to the TV by choice or by design. The point is, is that even when and where there is our representation of our voices, it's not streamlined. It's not like part of the main news. You know, most news outlets are very Republican and white heavy. Notice I separated the two. Actually, I'll cut it down even more like a piece of cheese. It's Republican, conservative, and white people heavy, right? Black and brown media has to take place in between and outside of that. And when it does take place, it's not that it can't happen. Again, we're always faced with this access issue. See, to me, in my mind, that's what this all comes down to, access, right? To me, the word that's defining what's going on over there is access because it's happening over here too, right? Now, money wins wars. That was said before. There's money behind this, right? These people, I mean, it's so sad. Imagine growing up. You think that hearing some of the sounds you hear outside are scary. Imagine having to grow up and, you you know, you've never really heard the sound of birds. You've never really heard the sound of wildlife or even people talking outside, even if they're yelling at each other, even if it's a full-blown cluster or fight. <laughs> or if it's just a bunch of people laughing and giggling and, and talking shit. Imagine that. Imagine living in, in a neighborhood where all you hear is bombs falling. Like, you know, I I worry for the children of Gaza. I hope one day they could actually know what the sound of birds and wildlife sound like. So I see Manny just signed on. Manny, I was just, you know, prefacing. Um, before we get down to all of it, that in general, 
um, you know, the media is very white, Republican, conservative facing. So in that sense, opinions from black and brown people, you don't see it. So like what's happening right now with the discussion about Palestine, now um, the BLM grassroots org is getting a lot of gaslighting because now they're getting called out for not saying enough. My argument is, when do we even get a chance to say anything? So. No, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, we're seeing a lot of mainstream media coverage, uh, you know, was going on. Um, we're hearing a lot, a lot of, you know, um, far right opinions and perspectives on it. We're seeing a lot of, you know, I mean, even extreme left, you know, uh, opinions and, and stances on it. Um, and, and so, you know, I I feel for those, you know, the people, right, who, who, you know, they tend to stay away from the news, right? As we know, there's a lot of black and brown people who, who don't watch the news, right? Because, you know, when things like this happen... It's crazy you just said that because I was just saying for those who don't watch, like, other news platforms or even the news at all just by design or choice, because you're so right. I mean, I didn't mention the part about not watching at all. You're right, because there's that too. There are people who avoid the news because they're stressed out enough. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, so you know, for so I, I feel for those who who don't watch news because of you know when things like this happen in the world, um, you know, you switch to one news channel and, and there's one, uh, you know, stance and perspective that's being talked about. And you switch to another news channel, an entirely different perspective, you know, that's being talked about. You know, you switch to another. I mean, it's like instead of. Uh, you know, reporting in a very objective and, and just fact-based, you know, way, you have very biased and very, very opinionated. I think that's done by design, though. I think that's very much done by design because, you see, again, yeah. look at who's not and look at who is watching the news, right? Yeah. So that goes along with what you're saying because, you see, it's like mental slavery. I wonder if people even see yeah, yeah, no. I mean, you're definitely right, right? I mean, the the way they re they report these things is so that you can subscribe to, you know, whatever uh, opinion or stance that they're reporting it from, right? So then you agree and you take on, you know, that opinion perspective, and then you go out and you, <laughs> you know, uh, spread, you know, whatever uh, that belief is. So you know, so again, so I I, I don't want to emphasize the fact that like. For the people who you know, um, want to know what's going on, right? Why it's happening, um, but you know, also are very conscious of the fact that you do have to be weary um, when it comes to where you're getting your information from, right? Um, because you know, we know that it can be very biased and very opinionated. Um, but, you know, again, it, it, it's sad that that's the reality because, you know, when things like this happen, some people just want to know. You know, they just want to know what's going on and why it's happening. 
They don't want to know anything further than that. They just want to know the facts, you know, of the situation. Uh, and so I, my heart definitely goes out to those people um, because it is sad. It's a very, very sad reality. It is. I mean, what's happening over there right now is just devastating. It's just, you know, it's disappointing, it's devastating, but it's been going on for so long. From your perspective, what's your general thoughts about this whole conflict happening with Israel? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been going on a long time. Um, this, this particular tension uh, between the two entities, uh, it goes all the way back to 1947. Um, you know, just put that into perspective, that's two years after, you know, World War Two ended, right? Um, that long ago is where we can trace back this tension, um, right? Uh, starting from, you know, the, the UN, the United Nations, um, uh, adopting what was known as the uh, partition plan, right? Which, which sought to divide uh, the British mandate of, of Palestine into Arab and, and Jewish states, right? Um, thus, you know, you get to a year later, right, 1948, uh, the state of Israel was created, right? And then that's that really sparked the first um, Arab-Israeli war, right? Um, war ends up ending... A year later, you know, 1949, uh, Israel won. But as as what happens in war, um, seven, you know, about about seven hundred, about seven hundred fifty thousand Palestinians were displaced, right? And, and then the territory, you know, divided into three parts, right? The state of Israel, the West Bank, or, or the, you know, Jordan River. Uh, and and the Gaza Strip, right? Um, so you know, right there and then, in those like just two three years, um, a lot happened. Really, a lot a lot happened, and that and what happened, you know, from nineteen forty seven to nineteen forty nine, uh, really just set the foundation for what we're seeing now, right? Um, I mean, I, I could go on further and further, you know, the history, the build up all the way to. No, you know, I'd actually point. like you to kind of like um, share your thoughts on, if any, parallels between black and Palestinian people. Yeah, well, so I mean, there is. I mean, you, you have, again, I mean, I, I can draw parallels from so many different wars that have happened in history, right? Uh, when we talk about when you know, a war happens and the fact that people are taken from a particular land that they were inhabiting and then displaced, right? And again, look, we see that when, you know, colonization came to Africa and the British and the Spanish came and decided they were going to, you know, displace, uh, you know, the indigenous people of Africa and bring them all over the world. We saw that when, um, you know, the, the British colonizers came to North America and decided they were going to take over, you know, territory in, in you know, uh, 
in the United States and was the United States at the time, and it displaced the Native Americans, right, and told them where, where they can live and where they can't live. I mean, it's right? no big uh, deal, right? I could just roll up and say, hey, get out. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, right? yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that's been the tale of, of, of wars since the dawn of time, right? It's, we just see this narrative uh, play out where one party comes in or one entity comes in, displaces another party. Then, you know, then for years to come, that party wants to take back what they feel is theirs you know and there's so there's rebellions and there's more wars and there's conflicts or or there's that like you know quote unquote silent tension for years until a huge rebellion happens right it's we've seen it time and time and time again throughout world history um and here we are seeing it again really i mean really because we've also seen politicians you know supporting certain things and i'm like whoa wait a minute whoa that that right there that kind of hurts you know because the thing is look how long this has gone on as you've described right by now my god right like why just why but then at the same time you're seeing some um lawmakers coming out in support of israel right and in you know anti-Palestine. I don't know if you caught the recent article in the Independent where there was, um, I guess there was a um, pro-Palestine rally on Sunday and counter-protesters showed up. Was it Sunday or Monday? I need to pull that up to be sure. It's in the New Haven Independent, whoever wants to see it. And it's just like to see how people are clashing. So this whole thing with Israel, Palestine, it's, you know, it was on, it was yesterday, right? Um, the Israel-Gaza war grief spills onto Church Street. That's the headline. And it's in a New Haven Independent, if you want to check it out. Now, I'm mentioning that because it seems like that's what's happening now. Tensions are brewing. Do you sense that too? Or is it only for certain? No, you're yeah, right. You know, that did happen yesterday. I, um you know, the, the, the rally, and, and I saw, you know, I, I saw what happened. Wait, you were whoa. there? I temporarily stopped, you know, by. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then tensions were uh, really rising. Really? Uh, I would, and, that's why I'm asking, like, I would imagine, yeah. because I feel like um, a friend was telling me that, you know, um, at the office today, they felt like you could feel tension. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know, I stopped by. I mean, as I do any event, really, that happens in the I want to see what was going on. Um, you know, I wasn't there in a particular stance. Um, I just wanted to see what was going on, and then, yeah, nosy, absolutely. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's New Haven, you know, city I care about. I'm always nosy when it comes to events happening here. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's true though because you never know because things could start off one way <laughs> and get real interesting. But please, I, I want to hear this. Well, you know, I, I stopped by and like at first, you know, I stopped by in the beginning or what I thought was the beginning because I don't know. I mean, I wasn't at the like start of it, 
but it seemed like it was still the beginning. Um, I, you know, it was it was almost as if any other rally protest I've been to. You know, the megaphones and the banners and flags and you know stuff and like people that. People were friendly and getting along, right? So, what yeah, time you know, was this? Was this like around what five four? Oh, um, pro- probably probably around four. Well, closer, probably like middle, probably four thirty around there. Um. Yeah, actually, it's probably a little bit before four thirty, really. Uh, so probably actually at four. Um, and I got there. You know, things are pretty good, and you know they weren't that bad. Um, and then you know other people started arriving, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm listening." To you said other people started arriving. <laughs> <laughs> so so this this so we had the pro Palestinian people and then Tom Goldenberg and his friends show up. Is that what it is? <laughs> well, I'll just say people, it. <laughs> other people arrived. <laughs> and you know, I was like, okay, um yeah, let me let me get out of here and attend to the rest of my day. Uh, and I'll, I'll check in on Manny. Was on like, All right, I'm gonna just sash you over here now. I'm gonna just let y'all go <laughs> ahead with that. Peace, everybody. I'm gonna catch y'all on the rebound. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm I'm absolutely glad I did because you know, I ended up seeing uh, uh, the New Haven Independent, they, they had uh, started recording, and so I saw on Facebook, and and what I saw, I was like, Whoa. Whoa, like I oh, so you left before that happened, or right as it was yeah. about to happen? Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess right before it happened. Um, and yes, I saw it on Facebook and I was like, wow. And and honestly, it saddened me, it really saddened me because you know, I so often, right, do we see um rallies. Um, you know, and protests being shut down or, or facing opposition from, I mean, I'm not like taking a particular stance here, but just, just facts, you know, from like law enforcement, right? But that like, that wasn't the case this time. You know, actually law enforcement had to step in to, you know, uh, stop these two groups of so people did, from fighting um, each other. I'm going to just ask the question for the people in the back of the room. Because from the from what I saw in this article, it looks like Israel uh, took over Palestine again. Brunch. <laughs> so, you know, it was like when I saw that there had to be, you know, these actual NHPD physical barriers. That is crazy. Because when I saw that picture, I was like, you can't be serious. You can't be yeah, serious. I was like, Wow. That's crazy. I, I mean, I've never, I mean, wow, that actually was. I mean, that, I've that, seen I, it, I was, but then again, I've seen it. See, wait a minute. Yes, I have seen it. And once again, it was white people. See, I want us to pause for a cause here, Manny, because when black and brown people come together in solidarity and we lift our voices up at something, we're peaceful. We are actually very fucking peaceful. 
But white people, I, I don't understand. Look, they had to call NHPD. And, and people, we're not talking about 15, 18, 25. I mean, we're talking about some, like, the age range is all over the place. But these yeah. people is ready to throw down. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So it, it was, I mean, it was certainly something to see because I was like, wow. And and so, you know, someone asked me later in the day what my, um, you know, because they had saw it on the news. Actually, actually, it was one of my peers um, who saw it on social media. They saw the pictures and stuff of what was happening, you know, uh, between, uh, you know, Palestinians and Israelis. And you know they they don't know anything about it, so they're and they know usually I do, <laughs> and so. Like, Gee, I like, wonder what's... why. Maybe I don't know why they thought that. I you know these folks, all these assumptions. I mean, it's just like how you knew those dates, like if it was anything, because you know <laughs> everybody know these things, Manny. Foolish us, silly us. <laughs> so, so you know, one of my peers asked like, Manny, like, what's what's going on? What you know. Uh, you know, I know you. This is a way to say this. I know you know what's happening. I know you know about it. So, can, can you explain it to me? <clears throat> and so, with them, you know, I actually went through the the breakdown of, you know, like literally from 1947 all the way up to now, broke down everything, um, uh, because you know I, I wanted them to be as educated as possible, um, and, and doing it. You know, again, for people who might think oh, I'm doing it on like a one-sided basis, no, doing it on a very objective, just this is a historical, you know, situation. I'm doing it from a historical uh, perspective. This is what happened in history. That's what I'm educating on. <clears throat> and so, you know, went through the whole timeline with uh, the peer. And, um, you know, and so then it ended with them asking me, you know, well, well what's, what's your... You know, stands on it, and you know, I tell I said, listen, I said, when these international conflicts happen, just like how I approached the Russia-Ukraine uh, conflict, right? Um, at the most baseline level, my stance is to see any type of chaos, any type of conflict, any type of uh, human lives being expendable right and and just being wasted right violence just being thrown out left and right i'm never in support of right regardless of whatever the exigence is right i'm never never in support of one side or another killing other humans bombing children right? included children. don't forget right. children, they right. children you know being in the of all that right uh never knowing you know if a bomb is going to hit right over them like i, I do not support any of that regardless of who is doing what that no but manny i'm glad you brought that up because i don't think people realize as i had said um in the beginning of of this episode you know these children some of them will never know what it's like to hear the actual sound of nature to hear like waterfalls and people oh. laughing and birds you know even like tires screeching things that we might sometimes get annoyed by you know people cussing outside or somebody oh. laughing in their backyard they'll never get to hear that 
And that's very, very, very disturbing. And, you know, at the end of the day, follow the money, because that's what this is all about. When are we going to stop the war on the poor? When? You know, I'm glad what you said. I I'm, I'm really want to come back to what you just said about education. Powerful people cannot afford to educate the people they oppress because once you are truly educated, you will not ask for power. You will take it. John Henry Clark said that, and that's what you're talking about, right? And then it's my opinion, if I were to share, in terms of what's happening here with Israel and uh, Palestine, I am pro-Palestine. You know, I mean, that diaspora has gone on for way too long. When are we going to stop investing into war? Why can't we invest into feeding poor people and building, you know, affordable homes? Less big buildings that take up all the air and stuff, Manny. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I really, like, honestly, it, it really does dishearten me uh, when I think about the children uh, in the middle of these conflicts. Right, uh, the children in the middle. Of the yes, Russian because Ukraine it's part. not like where you're not exaggerating. Like this is real life. Like no, these no. kids don't even get a chance to to run. No, 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 they don't. And and you know, again, I mean, again, I've been doing this. Oh, you know, going on eight years, and and, I, and my number one stand you can find it in any news article, any speech I've done, whatever you may find it in. I've always, always made an emphasis on the fact that my main goal for doing what I do and, and, and in life in general is for the children. And for it the has children to be because to you have to pay it forward, right? Yeah. Because we're not going to last forever. You're only oh. 18 years old and look at what you're saying. All right, here's what. Now, see, here's another thing, right? I want to get you going because you know why? What I don't understand with all of this, no offense to the people who had the pro-Palestine rally, right? But why is it always so whitewashed, Manny? Do you have thoughts on Well, thing, that's the thing. I think it goes back to the education thing, right? A lot of black and brown people, I mean, think about it. When would they have ever really known or heard about anything you know, about the history of Palestine, the history of Israel, the history of Russia, the history of Ukraine, right? I mean, it's it's like, besides hearing about it in, in probably, you know, middle school and high school, it, you know, if they even, and, like, and let's be honest, if even they had made it to, you know, high school and, and made it to those classes, right? That's a whole different thing that it's just the truth about our black around population, right? The most things that they would have covered, you know, modern world history, you know, and, and and that's it, right? But they won't know about, you know, Russian history, Ukraine, you know, Ukrainian no, history. No, because we don't, we don't talk these things up, do we? Yeah. Right? But oh. not only that, we do talk about it, but we don't keep it going. Like, we talk about it for like five minutes. Right. And then what happens is, is that I also feel, and this is out of our hands, we don't get access to spaces to talk it up and share our concerns about what's happening. Because someone will have to tell me different to say to me that the young people aren't watching what's happening right now in Palestine and grieving. I mean, some of the people dying are their age. You know what I mean? 
This is horrendous. So I think that by and large, to go back to what you're saying about the education piece, you see, I grew up in a country, Manny, where part of, it's not like this anymore. However, we're still very polit politically bound. In our households, you know, you do talk about these things. It is part of the, just like you talk about the shoes, just like you talk about the party, we talk about what's going on in government. Now, we also have television stations dedicated just to that. And what we need to do is to really draw people's attention to that because we're bigger than BET, I think. We, we, we have more to say, no offense, right, to those, you know, WeTV and all those other stations, whichever ones they may be. But the point that I'm trying to really draw here is that when it comes to this conflict, you know, like you're saying, I love what you're saying about the youth. You're only 18 years old. I mean, I wish other people could could learn that and, you know, take that from you, right? Like, uh, you know, get influenced by that because that's what it's about. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. And again, it's just, it's the fact that here in the United States, uh, you know, there isn't a huge focus uh, within the black and brown population to be educated on, you know, international matters, right? Wait, and I want to add um, this, Manny, to support your point a little more. You're not someone coming from a point of privilege, are you? Not even the slightest. <laughs> not you see even. what I'm saying? So you're not like sitting in a, in a you know, a, a well-off or even a well community, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> you see? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and I'll even, you know, I'll uh, elaborate on that, right? Is well, then people, because, you know, uh, yesterday, you know, when, I, when that peer did ask me, um, you know, uh, about the situation, you know, the conflict, and they, you know, they, they delivered that statement. I know you know about this. You know, it, it prompted a reflex response in me. And I was like, well, like, why do you assume I know it? Because, you know, I'm just curious. So why do you assume I just, I know it? And, and like, oh, well, you know about, the, in their words, they say, you know about everything. And so, you know, I didn't, and I do this a lot of times, I find myself, uh, whether it's my peers or even people older than me, um, I go and I, and I explain, you know, as to how I ended up being this person who, you know, supposedly knows everything, right? Because I, I don't ever want to seem like I'm a pretentious person, right? Uh, that is a know-it-all. No, I, you know, grew up, obviously, in a very gang-affiliated environment uh, and a very gang-affiliated life. And and like many other black and brown, you know, uh, children and, 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 and even just individuals of any age, when you grow up in that life, I mean, that's just supposed to be your life. Um, and so literally, because I wasn't going to learn in the school system, and I came to that realization very young that I wasn't going to learn everything that I needed to know about the world, about this country, about the society in the school system. And so, yeah, it, it, it was a lot of me taking my own initiative to you know, go to the library and, and read um, like a million and one books, you know, um, because, I mean, even when I was younger, like, you know, I didn't 
have uh, you know extreme access to the internet to be able to research on the computer and so no there's a lot of you know reading books in the library and stuff and and asking questions so yeah you know so years later here i am i know about these things but i always make an emphasis you know with my peers especially and 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 people even younger than me um to impart this knowledge on them right uh because I feel as though it should be within, you know, your <laughs> vault of knowledge, right? That you should know about some of these things. Okay, you don't need to be like me where you know, you know, in detail and, you know, dates and stuff like that. Oh, that's absolutely fine. But should you at least have a foundational knowledge, right, of these certain things that are happening in the world, you know, or happening in your country? Yeah, you absolutely should, right? Um, but a lot of times that gets misconstrued with me having a very privileged background, right? That I maybe had a private education, uh, you know, maybe I had private tutor or just something. No, uh, I mean, that's literally been said to me throughout the years, right? That they Can I they just tell you something the- between me and you? Come here for a second, Manny. <laughs> Fidel Castro is smiling right now. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? He's hearing you and he is smiling He's smoking that cigar and he's like, yes, because a lot of people don't realize Latin America has long supported Palestine, haven't they? That, that is historically true. Yeah, you're absolutely, you are right about that. And, you know, for you, a young leader that you are, you know, not one who's only bound to one struggle, you know, one thing that's notable for you, not only are you out here educating and re-educating people, but you are willing and ready to do so with those your age. And it's not a few of them. So that tells me the curiosity is there, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Listen, you know, I, I remember and I always recall my, my days of, of teaching at my high school. Uh, that I mean, I had the privilege of being able to teach at my high school, right? I was teaching three courses. And in those courses, right? I mean, I mean, you're talking about, geez, a hundred plus students, you know, a year, right? And probably more. I mean, if I'm, if you have to think about it, you know, that I that I had the privilege to be in front of, you know, every day, weeks on end, right throughout the school year, um, being able to impart a lot of this knowledge and and increase their awareness and stuff but throughout those years i mean every class i can remember specific moments uh, you know where it just puts a smile on my face because my peers were genuinely genuinely interested and curious and the more information that i imparted and the more things i elaborated on or introduced to them that quite frankly is is not you know was not in the curriculum you know a lot of the things that i introduced them was not part of the school curriculum Right. It was just me being able to create PowerPoints and slides and lessons, you know, based on the things I wanted to teach. Right. Um, and so them getting introduced to that information and those different concepts and things. Yeah. It sparked such a curiosity out of them. You know, they were intrigued. You know, they wanted to know more. I mean, I remember some of them. I'm not making this up. Some of them going home. 
and and then coming back to me either the next day or later in the week, right, or even the next week, and coming back to me like, listen, oh, I, you know, I went home and I read about this, this, this because you said in class and I wanted to know more, and these were sometimes these were kids who absolutely, you know, when I first met them, I mean, they hated reading, right? They absolutely were not interested in and pretty much, you know, anything that was really out there. Um, but I found out that it's not because they themselves didn't like reading. It wasn't because they themselves, right, were wanted to remain oblivious as to what was happening out there. It was a common pattern of in the school system, they were forced to read. They were forced to learn about different subjects and stuff. And so it created this resistance, you know? But when you introduce, you know, a lot of these topics and allow them to do it in a manner that it felt as, you know, as though they were, you know, doing it themselves and out of their own volition, that's when they opened up and, and you were allowed to see the, genuine curiosity that a lot of my peers have so let me ask you this then in your conversation as you described and and helped them understand what's happening over there what was their feedback like oh yeah well i mean you know as i was going through the years right from 1947 to 1956 or whatever i felt like each you know uh each uh, a period along the timeline, they were giving me these different reactions, right? When I was talking about 1947 uh, and, and the Arab-Israeli war and how the Palestinian displaced were, they were like, are you kidding me? No wonder why they feel like that. And then like I went into the, you know, 1950s and, and 1960s and they're like, oh, are you serious? Like it was each time period, you know, they were giving me different reactions. Um, you know, all the way up until 2023, and they're like, wow, well, now, like, I understand why what's happening is happening. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, like, this, this is this is bad. And they even themselves cited, they're like, wow, this is like Russia and Ukraine. And, and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> draw whatever parallels you want. I said, you know, I'm not going to influence you. I don't ever want to do that. I'm going to give you the information, and whatever connection you make is entirely on your own, uh, you know your own individuality. But did, did you get like a general sense of their thoughts on what's going on? Like, did they seem concerned? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they, no, absolutely. They were definitely concerned. They were like, you know, I like, um, they were surprised to see, you know, why was this happening for so long? Um, mm -hmm. You know, back, they were like, wow, from 1947, um, they were talking about the pictures and the videos that they saw. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were like, like, it, it made them sad. It really did. It made them sad to see this. And they're like, yeah. and then so they posed a question. And their question was uh, well, two questions. They said, I wonder, you know, how long this is going to last. Mm. And was, you know, That's a hell of a question from the young people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then the second thing they said is, and this, this like almost made me emotional. They're like, I wonder how many people are going to die before oh. this game is done. And this came from a group of peers. Oh, so yeah, 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 absolutely. 18, 18 17. 18, yeah, 17, 18, 19, yeah. You see that? So you see, again, 
it's not that we as black and brown people don't talk about these issues. We don't get a space to amplify our own voices, our feedback, our concerns. We don't even get invited most times to such rallies, right, to speak because it's usually white dominated. So it gives a sense that only white people care about it. You see what I'm saying? When that's not true at all. I mean, just today I was at the store and I heard people, you know, a couple of black and brown people standing there talking about it right in the store, you know, talking about, you know, their concern because they have um, family that have family out there, stuff like that. So you see different layers to it, right, Manny? Absolutely, 100%. So how can we, do you feel, do you feel like our voices should be, Let me let me take that back. In your opinion, as it stands, I've been sharing mine. I feel like in terms of talking about Palestine and other matters pertaining to the Middle East and even other matters outside of that, but right now we're going to just deal with Palestine. I feel like that movement tends to be very white heavy, right? Now, Black Lives Matter, the group, um, the grassroots org, National, is getting slammed for not having a reaction. I don't think it's fair because... When do we really get to react? What's your thoughts, your perspective, and what could we? Yeah, um, well, you know, I, again, I, I think it goes back to the education piece, right? I think the more educated a lot of the black and brown population get, um, and, and and but let me add the you know kind of asterisk, you know, with that. Um, getting educated regarding issues like this, right? Conflicts like this is, it's a little tricky, as I said in the beginning, because depending where you're getting your information from, it can be very one-sided. And so it's tricky for them to get educated without running into that one-sided bias, uh, you know, of the information. So, but, okay, so step one, you know, getting educated about it, because if we are educated about it, then we can have very productive and and fruitful conversations, right? Um, And, but too, like you you said, uh, it's just the lack of spaces um, that are available for black and brown people to join the conversation, right? And, And to like, be like, listen, we we know, you know, yeah, okay, we, we got educated, we know exactly what's, you know, what's what. So we have, you know, opinions, we have stances, we have perspectives too. Like, you know, we, we want to be part of the conversation just as much as anyone else is part of the conversation, right? I mean, don't leave an entire demographic uh, of this country out, right? Because no, no, don't, don't do that. Um, but yeah, so there's a lack of space. There's a lack of spaces uh, for us to join the conversation, put our voices out there, you know, our consciousness um, into the matter. Um, but you know, I, I also have to say, I also have to say, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't make this point. I feel as though. Black and brown people 
need to take more of an initiative to actually want to join the conversation. And here's what I mean by that. When things like BLM happen, right? When George Floyd, when Breonna Taylor, when, you know, Randy Cox, you know, when situations like that happen, oh, black and brown people are, listen, they they kick down the door to enter the space if they need to, right? I mean, they, with, uh, with almost no barrier, no resistance, they enter the spaces, they occupy it, Exactly. Don't be part time. They occupy it. They stand front and center. They come out in the masses talking about it. Right? But then when other issues happen, right? You you one, you're nowhere to be found. But then two, I mean you also say, Well, like I don't know how or you know, I, there's no really space for me. Well, well, you certainly knew how. You certainly found the space when this happened. So, you know, again, I mean, I, I mean, I have to point out the obvious. It's, it's like, you guys can. No, but fill you're right. Entire- I mean, because yeah. we can't critique without taking accountability, right? And you know what else yeah. we shouldn't do? We shouldn't chastise the ones who want to talk about it. Can we talk about that part too? Oh, very true. You understand what I'm saying? Because I feel like what happens is. Some of us, when we get down with the whites and we get that status quo, we gatekeep and gaslight our own, right? And then there's those of us who can't get in the space and we gatekeep and gaslight our own. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Cut it the fuck out. Like, you know, and I appreciate that people need to come to you because that shows you're not afraid to talk about it. So that's that other piece too, right? Don't. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Okay. If you're, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're around people who like, you know, tell you when you can and cannot talk about it, then maybe just don't be around them to talk about it. Like, <laughs> Find oh. other spaces. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Like if, if you're in a, a space where your voice is being monitored and hindered, like we don't script anything. We're just conversing. Right. What I do have been doing lately, though, I've been adding links um, under the podcast description. When you go and you listen to the episode, you're going to see it in the podcast description. Right. Because I want people to learn some of this stuff that we're talking about. You know, what's happening over there is critical. Right. I mean, just like they're killing these people over there, they're killing us over here, too. You know, and maybe if we could see the connection between the two and recognize we're both in this oppression together. That's what Fidel noted. That's what Nelson Mandela noted, right? That's what, you know, the Black Panthers noted. I could go on and on and on, right? There's similarities there. There is a bridge. And like you're saying, the key to that bridge is the education. But we need the space, Manny, right? We can't just, you know, up and do it. I mean, we want to do that, but unfortunately, whenever we decide to up and do something, what the fuck happens? We get hit with, do you have a license to do this over here? Yeah. Um, you know, did you get permission from this one and that one and this one? You know what I'm saying? I would like to see black and brown people do things old school again. You know, I miss the days when we would sit on porches and at corners and just talk to each other. 
Remember that? Y'all did that up here. We do that back home. We just talk to each other. So back home in Trinidad, whenever we would lose lights, right? Like whenever, you know, everybody lights was out, we'd all go out into the front yard. Nobody knows why. Don't don't ask me, Manny, please. Don't judge my people, Manny. Stop laughing. Right? We from a damn island that look like a Timberland boot. So we'll all go running um to the front and we would just stand there talking to each other, talking shit about the government, like, you know. Here, here go the lights again. We're paying so much on the light bill. But we would talk to each other. The fact remains, the reason why we're not educated, we're not knowing to push for that because we're not talking to each other. And then we allow them to classify us, right, and reclassify us. You ever notice how their narrative goes, but we have to fight for ours? Come on now. We need to have those conversations too. But like you're saying, we, we can't be blameless because part of the reason why we're not in those spaces is because we ourselves hold ourselves back and we need to really stop doing that. You see somebody having, you know, bigging up something, you know, you see Manny talking about climate change, chair him on, show up to that rally too. He shows up for your shit, show up for his. It's not that hard. The white people shouldn't have to tell you to show up for you to show up. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You have anything you want to add to that sentence, Manny? I mean, yeah, this is one thing you count on Manny showing up everywhere. <laughs> I show up to you absolutely where... will. That's what I'm saying. Like the <laughs> fact that no, let me ask you a question, right? When you showed up there at the Palestine thing, did anybody ask if you wanted to speak? Exactly. A yes is a yes. A yes, there's no Delana yes. No, there's no story, Manny. Oh, Lord. I showed up and someone asked me why I was there. What? I did that. I showed up and someone asked me. With a dead serious face. They're like, why are you here? And I was like. Were you not supposed to be there? Was this like, was there like, you know, was it a memo? You see, this is what I'm saying. This, But then they could show up to our shit. And they could be as white savior as they can be. You feel me? Like they could show up and show up in solidarity and take their pictures and pose with who they have to pose who with and all that other horse shit. But this motherfucker asked you that question. You better than me. I'm here. Just I'm to too ignorant. What's what? Not how you doing. Not, hey, would you like to oh, share a yeah. few words? <laughs> not, not, not none of that. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, no, no, listen, I'm not here on any particular stance. I'm here to see what's wow. Going on. And they're like, so they're that's like, nasty. Here? And I was like, um, right, because I guess wow. you know, if you're not, if you're not there on a stance, then why are you there? Wait, what? It was pretty much that narrow. Well, how would do you know if I what stance I have if you didn't ask me? Right. <laughs> and well, I mean, again, I'm confused. I, I did make it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm kind of slow. So and, help and me. <laughs> I, you know, I'll play devil's advocate. You know, and you're so you know, nice. When I did, when I did go there, I made it all like, listen, I'm not here on any particular stance. I'm here to just see what's going on. Oh, I see what you're saying now. So because you didn't come with a conviction, someone felt like you had no reason to be there. So they wanted you to choose a side. Well, did you know upon showing up that that was a requirement? Absolutely not. (laughs) So, okay. So then that's what I'm saying. 
right. you know, I would have approached that differently. I would have said, do you know what this rally is about? Blah, 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 blah. Right. right. Exactly. You know, I didn't see anything on social media. I had not seen, you know, any flyers where I just saw people gathering in front of City Hall. And I'm like, hey, okay. Anytime someone gathers in front of City Hall, I've been see, here. See, I have my years. conviction. I, I'm pro-Palestine. I'm not going to hide that. Yeah. Right. But I respect that you have your opinion. What I don't like with that is that here we have a young person who and again, I'm going to add this part here, not to age you out, but to emphasize that learning barrier right there. Look at that. Here's a young person who doesn't have a particular conviction. Right. I just said it. It came out my mouth. Pro-Palestine. You said I don't have a particular. Right. Right. But you're also younger than I am. Yeah. So I have my reasons for thinking that way. And so do you, don't you? Right. 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 So what I don't understand is, it's like, what were they trying to do? What was the whole purpose of this thing? Were I, they trying? I, I felt like... Because that would have been my question. Yeah. Maybe they had thought I was there, right? Either one, as part of the so-called opposition right maybe i was there on part of the other team what right or maybe i maybe they were like oh well he's just here uh you know, but how about we it. start the sentence off with hey manny how you doing how you been right <laughs> thanks for showing up do you know what this is about and then you know you could have your conversation right. and then i would say to you look manny to be honest with you Right here, we are pro-Palestine. I appreciate your opinion, but we're really pushing that. And I think you would have respected that. Absolutely. Because I would have said to you, here's what this is. But how the fuck you going to see me show up? And just because I don't agree with what you say, boy, that sounds like white supremacy to me, huh? I was like, whoa. Mm. I was like, well, anyway, so I ended up just uh, wow. standing across the street because I was like, nope, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not going to because you know I'm not that type of person. And then I'm, they wonder why we say things like when they can't control it, they burn it the fuck down. Uh, you you know, see I, what I'm saying? I'm not that type of person to sit there and. and no, but that was up. wrong. Like I'm sorry that happened to you because that makes me now I'm pissed off, you know. And I should be, and anyone else should be too, because if we're saying that the young people don't engage, why would you do something like that? If you're having a rally, and it's not just the young either; it's anybody, right? I've been at other rallies, like I've been at immigration right rallies where right. we'd have like trumpets pass through, you know, they have to know we're not here for that. Right. So if you're having something and this is what you're about and you're about that, you let the people know, right. but you don't chastise someone just because they don't stop, drop and roll because you said so. You didn't even give me a chance to decide if I now see now what if what if you just fucked up my opinion by that right there? See, very true. Very true. See? That does happen with some people. That, that negative encounter right there. Well, now yes, absolutely. Would have supported. Now they don't want to. Right, right. Absolutely. Very That's. Re I'm so sorry that happened to you. That was whoever did that is a moron. Um, but that's their energy and not yours. And I applaud you for still, you know, discreetly walking away. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> and not. You know, no, no. I mean, in the sense of like. You know, I've seen it where people will show up to events. You know, again, um, this is that what <laughs> Elijah Muhammad said it. That narcotic, man, that camera is a narcotic for some people. 
I'm the kind of person, you've seen it yourself. I, I don't even like to put on my fucking video for Zoom. I don't care about that shit. You want to have a press conference, you want to take your pictures, go ahead. I don't give a shit. Do all of that. But my thing is, is that that's no reason to behave like that towards someone. Yeah. Because that's what that sounds like. And you see, when you do that, because I've seen it, where people show up to an event and because of that kind of negative interaction, they came pro something and leave against it because I, they're like, I've okay, absolutely. you see what I'm saying? If, if this is how you act in, then what the fuck? Right, right. And, you know, considering right now, if, if whomever this was who did this foolishness had actually paid attention to the news, they would have noticed that um, a lot of black activists and Latinx activists are getting gaslit right now online for allegedly not being vocal enough about the issue. So now we're getting gaslit for not sharing our voice, but then you all don't let us share our voice. So what, I mean, really? <laughs> what are we doing here? You know? Um, and this is why representation, once again, is so friggin' important. Yeah. And this is why when we have people in power who look like us, we need you all to demand our representation. Don't just show up to these fucking rallies and, and just because they're, they're chanting and stuff. No, 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 no. You need to ask them where the black and brown people at. And when they can't answer that question, don't show up and watch what happens. That's my message to the lawmakers. You want to see more of us at those rallies? Then when you go there and you don't see us there, you look at them, whoever running and, and whatever, whatever doing it. And, and this goes for committees too, right? Don't tell us that we're not involved when we're not allowed to be involved. Demand that we're involved. Absolutely. That's what we need our lawmakers to do right now. Absolutely. And I'm sorry again, Manny, that that happened to you. But again, this is part of the education. And for those who heard that, you know, y'all blame the young people for not wanting to be educated. But then there's some of us who don't exactly make it easy for that to happen, right? I mean, for them to engage with us, we have to be willing to engage them. It goes both ways. Nobody said it was going to be easy, right? But we won't change it if we don't address it and face it properly. So I hope um, the next time said org has a rally of that sort, they learn a lesson. And instead, next time, if you're going to be with that stance, be very clear about that in a way where whomever shows up knows this is what this is about and not offensive. And if someone shows up like yourself and they don't have an opinion, say thank you for showing up but we won't be able to let you speak, unfortunately, because we really want to amplify X, Y, Z. Yeah. I think you would have respected that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I wasn't going there to speak in the first place. Well, this is what I'm saying, because they came at you. The way that came out is like you was about to take the whole damn thing over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that just tells me you're known and respected. So we'll take that part. We'll take that high five. Yeah, for real. Didn't even you think about me? that one. <laughs> I'm I'm dead ass because if they came at you like that, it's because poor power just walked up. See, that's the thing with fragile white people. They they're scared of black and brown power. They're very intimidated by it. Right? And what they do is I mean, I've been at, at things where I was the only black person speaking. Right? And, you know, I had the unpopular opinion. And, it, you know, I learned you, I learned doing that, 
that, you know, it's, it's very uncomfortable. It was never comfortable, right? And I quite frankly don't give a fuck if they invite me, to be quite frank. It, it doesn't do anything to me because, you know, those situations are very uncomfortable, right? You say you want us to come and represent, but then there's these terms and conditions like, bro, you was just talking about who lives matter? All right. But again, I'm sorry that happened to you. That that really, yeah, no. Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to get, and I know you're not, so I'm not worried about it because you're going to still be Manny and do Manny things. Sure. But I hope people learn a, a lesson here about engagement because that's not how you engage people. I'm telling you by that statement, whoever that was assumed you were there to take up a space. And that just tells me you walked in, you have that power, that recognition. So that's a good thing. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Manny did a drive-by. That's hilarious. All right. Manny, before we close out tonight, any close? Yes, yeah. Um, So, so grateful for your support, CJ. Uh, amazing, amazing person. I, I feel like you do a lot of shout outs to, to so many other, you know, your guests that come on, but someone needs to shout you out, you know, because truly, truly, you know, you are an amazing, really determined, resilient. I mean, I can put a million and one adjectives to describe you. You are really a magnificent person uh, who, who is so steadfast uh, in your willpower and who you are. Uh, your unapologetic nature is, is truly something to admire. I really do admire it. Um, and and we also just we just have to talk about you know the the courage right uh, <laughs> that you have to create these spaces to talk about these things right to to be so uh, just blatant and honest right uh, in a society that now counsels people for you know saying their their honest opinions um so you know for those of people who don't know you know the these types of things doing these types of things uh in our field in our line of work comes with so many repercussions and and rebellions you know from people right and look cj still keeps doing it because that's her so i I just i really want to applaud you uh because you are truly truly an amazing person so i'm always grateful to be here with you occupying the space uh with that being said uh my message as always to people uh educate yourselves um yes these things aren't happening in your city they're not happening in your state right maybe not even your country uh but just because they're happening uh, in another place in the world, uh, still realize one basic thing, right? Uh, at the bottom line, at the bottom line, these are human lives, right? These are children, elderly people, right? Uh, males, females, whatever. These are people's lives that are uh, they're dying and, and being disrupted, uh, and there's bombings happening, right? I just always feel for the children. So, yes, you know, you may have a particular stance or maybe you don't have any stance, right? But just be aware that these wars, right? When you see those numbers of how many are killed, right? Those are people. Those are people. Uh, 
Um, so just be aware, be educated, be, you know, be in the know what's going on. Um, and aside from that, uh, again, you have the potential and the power to make changes, uh, to have these conversations, to enter these spaces, to make spaces, right? Uh, you have the potential to do that. Um, believe in yourself, believe in others, encourage others. There needs to be more unity, as always. Uh, and uh, like I always say, there'll be me, there'll people, there will be people like me, CJ, Three Fifths, and so many others uh, who will be there on the front lines doing what we do best in each of our respective roles. Um, and, and my role is getting on people's nerves, disrupting spaces, creating spaces, advocating for those who have not had a chance to advocate for themselves. Uh, and soon, 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 uh, rather than later, <laughs> I'll be in that elected uh, official position. And um, I only ask that when I'm there, uh, try not to get annoyed with me so much because I most absolutely will be annoying so many other people uh, by my constant presence and, and, and uh, push to get everyone truly included, truly diverse spaces, and truly equitable. It's a difference. But anyways, as always, <laughs> thank you for the support. And uh, you'll see me on the front line. You know, Manny, I truly appreciate you. You are an amazing, amazing soul. I don't know how anybody could not want to engage with you and just sit and break bread. And this is why, to me, it's an honor when we get to do this. My main goal in creating the sound of black and brown was to create a safe space for black and brown people to share their thoughts, you know, freely. I'm not going to say that we're always going to agree, but in that disagreement, we might find solutions that we otherwise may have ignored, right? And we should be able to do that. And we should be able to have strong opinions. And we should be able to, you know, uplift each other, empower each other, support each other. That's what we should be doing. That's where the real power lies. And the key to that is education. Manny, I cannot ever thank you enough for taking the time to come on. Always such great words of wisdom. I don't know about you all. He cracks me up when he starts dropping dates. I say here, I'm cracking up. Sometimes I'm cracking up so hard. Y'all you'll be cracking up if you saw how I'm cracking up. All right, because it, it astounds me how much he knows, right? <laughs> it astounds me. But this is a good sign because it shows us that, you know, we need to have these conversations more. And if you're not willing to have it, support the people who are. That said, I cannot thank you all enough for your continued support, encouragement, and empowerment. Please continue to like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you all. That's all for now. We'll be back soon. Fist up, smile on. Peace. CJ.